You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. If you're following one person's Twitter handle, at Walker Mail, you saw the excitement that Malik Monk actually got some run last night. If you're following another person's Twitter handle, at Nada the Scribe, you're following a party pooper to a huge degree, spewing blasphemy that just isn't true. Wait, what? Hold on. We're going to get to the main story. Malik Monk got some run, Nada. Why do you hate me? Why do you want to put out all of these bad omens about Malik Monk when you used to be alongside me as far as who were the presidents of the fan club were? Here's the thing, Walker. If you're going to accuse me of all of this, and you may have a little bit of a point that I was a little bit of a party pooper, like... Basketball's played on two ends, my friend. There's the first end, which he did great at. He hit a couple of threes. Let me write all this down real quick. I, I want to I make sure I take all these yes, notes yes. down. He hit, a, he hit a whole bunch of threes. He moved the ball. He was an offensive dynamo. He was a booster shot for a, for a very, very, very sick offense. And he helped them. The other part is, though, unfortunately, defensively, this man wasn't he, – he left a little bit to be desired. There were rotations made. Four guys made rotations. One guy looked like he had concrete stuck in his shoes on the defensive rotations. That one guy was number one, Malik Monk. Like, I – Yeah. I, I, I want – I want to believe. I want to see more of Malik Monk off the bench. <laughs> the problem becomes – I just want to see him rotate on defense. Is it, it get, is it too much to ask for like one or two rotations? Is that too much, Walker? No, it's not. But it, but it is too much to say he was a traffic cone on defense. No, he was not. It is too much. No, it to, wasn't. It, it was a traffic cone. Yes, it was. He was not a traffic cone. I actually don't think the rotations were awful from Malik. He got down to the paint where he took a couple of charges that I actually think were some charges. I think he got his feet set. Maybe he was a little too far. I don't know if he was in the circle on that first one. I think that might have been Boucher, if I'm not mistaken. But other than that, I actually rushed to get down to the paint. There was a couple times maybe he got bodied because he just wasn't strong enough. Um, was it the Norman Powell drive? Was it him? Or maybe I'm thinking of Devante. Either way, I, don't, I, I watched Malik Monk pretty heavy last night. And I didn't look at his defensive end of the court and say, you know what? This is someone that looks absolutely atrocious. James Brago can't go with him. So even the defense, I think you're overblowing it. I think I think he was okay. Like I don't think he was this defensive juggernaut, but I think it was fine on that end. I will say this. What we're looking at the offensive end, Nada, and just you can talk to this about whether you think he should be getting the run over the Martin twins or whatever. It, it, let me ask you this. With your evaluation of his defensive uh, defensive play yesterday. Do you think that that's bad enough with your evaluation to say that he shouldn't be getting run over one of the, or both of the Martin twins, well, or do you still think he should be a part? Absolutely of the not both. Caleb Martin has earned his spot. He's the only guy that I can say definitively outside of miles bridges off that bench is that you can put basically an ink pen. I'm not going to say Sharpie because Sharpie is entirely too permanent. 
I would go <laughs> along the lines of I would put Caleb Martin in there. Cody Martin, that's a coin toss. If if I'm going to get the Malik that we saw, <laughs> if I if, honestly, if we're going to get the Malik that we saw last week or last night, I'm fine with putting him over Cody Martin. I'm fine with that. But like I'm not sure if if we get a Malik that gives us 11 points one night and then comes back and gives us 0 for 7 with a couple of bad tur- turnovers and that defense, it's a little bit harder to justify, isn't it? Just a little bit. Not when you just literally gave me 0 for 7 with a couple of bad turnovers and then Kayla Martin, what he did last night was 1 for 7 with three turnovers. You just said Kayla Martin's stat line. Okay. I mean, okay. look, here. here's the thing with me, man. I think it can even be some simplified here. I think Malik Monk is a better basketball player than both the Martin twins. And Caleb has actually done a decent job at scoring the basketball, being effective with his shooting and being efficient. The last two games haven't been that case, but you look at all of those games before Dallas and Toronto, you know, he was shooting at a, at a good percentage from three and he was shooting a good percentage um, from the field. He's gone 0 for 8 from the three-point line the past two games. It doesn't mean that we have to completely give up on Caleb. I'm fine with him getting some minutes here and there for sure. I just don't think that we should completely take Malik Monk out of the rotation and immediately Nada, even offensively, even if we disagree wholeheartedly on the defensive end, offensively, this is someone that came in and was driving effectively. He had three assists with some beautiful passes. The one to Terry Rozier in the fast break was absolute money hitting Terry completely in stride and allowed Terry to score the basket. You know, biz dropped a pass from Malik, maybe a couple that could have led to one or two more assists, but granted he's done that to LaMelo and Devante and other people that have passed to him. So fair enough. That's not just simply unique to Malik, but he would have had another assist there and he was scoring. And I think, again, I thought he was driving real effectively. He was trying to make some plays here and there, but also was doing a good job. And when you look at the amount of turnovers that he had, you're going to come up with a goose egg. I mean, look, Malik offensively to me, he's always warranted more playing time. And he finally got it in significant time last night. I, I, I don't want this. And I tweeted this out. I don't want him to become the Abe Simpson, Jeff, where you have Abe Simpson walking into the brothel and then putting his hat on the on the rack and then walking in, seeing Bart Simpson there and immediately deciding to walk out. I don't want James Borrego to have Malik Monk pull an Abe Simpson where he puts him in a game for one time, meaningful minutes, and then immediately putting him back to the bench once Gordon Hayward comes back and then Caleb Martin goes back to the bench. Do you think that what Malik did last night actually does earn him more playing time from Borrego or is he going to pull yet another move that, Hey, Malik was great. We needed him because of Gordon Hayward's absence. Gordon Hayward's back. Now Malik goes back to his old. I role. would quite honestly be, uh, I frankly, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if he pulls him after one game. Now, granted Hayward probably coming back. will cut the minutes that Malik would get down, but I would be, I would honestly be surprised if we're going to see a Borrego pull that move where he's not going to contribute. He's not going to have Malik contribute. I think Malik has earned the right to fail and put himself back on the bench, but you can't do that without playing time. So I think he's earned the right to be back in the rotation. Whether he stays there, totally up to him at this point. Yeah. I I mean, look, if I I just even wonder what kind of message that sends too. I mean, if Malik Monk comes off of the bench and then performs well, and then James Bray goes like, nope, too bad. It doesn't matter. We're going to put you right back on the pine. 
I mean, how that'd be crazy frustrating for Malik, but also it's like, man, ain't nobody safe out here to a certain degree. And I know James Brago has been wild with his rotations, but I, if he puts Malik Monk back on the bench, at least the next game, if he comes out and plays poorly again, and, and it's only one or two games that he plays poorly and James decides to pull the quick trigger. Okay. But man, after that performance, I, I would expect him to certainly be back in the rotation the next outing. And James Brago did give Malik credit, by the way, he did talk about Malik after this game and said how well he played, how professional Malik has been. I don't know if he's lying. I don't know if he's just saying that to, you know, not throw him under the bus, but he does say that Malik has been professional and it's not anything that's necessarily been about Malik, why he hasn't been playing. It's just, it just hadn't been his turn yet, which is weird to me, but whatever he played well last night. I think that was the biggest storyline, even with a Devonte getting a shot back, PJ Washington playing well, Terry just putting up dumb numbers. Once again, we're going to get to all of that in the second segment of today's locked on Hornets podcast. But first I want to men- uh, mention bet online. AG there's only one place that has you covered in one place that we trust BetOnline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account and bet on at BetOnline.ag. Excuse me. And you can use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get in on the action and you don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll get to some of the other stat lines from last night's game against the Toronto Raptors coming up next on the locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. Final play though was pretty, pretty doo-doo. You missed the shot. You missed the shot, but that was and that good. It was reminiscent of Hornets inbounds years past. I was going to say, yeah, it was doo-doo, as you said, and it reminded of, what was a, the other shot that you didn't like, Doug? It's a technical uh, term, Devontae. technical basketball term. I'm a smart but, basketball guy. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and you want more of those wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Now, what do you think is the next big storyline of this game with some of the performances that we saw? Maybe just the fourth quarter altogether. Was it LaMelo Ball, the way he played? P.J. Washington for getting things going early? Where I will allow you to take the steering wheel. Where do you want to drive? We have to talk about the dunk, don't we? We have to talk about the (laughs) dunk. Yeah, okay. That's a good good take. I appreciate that. How are you going to mention all of that and not mention probably at least the dunk of the season, Walker? Like, that's Mm -hmm. the thing. How are we going to ignore that? Like, I understand that we want to get to the nice fiber of Terry Rozier and maybe even a little dessert here with the with with LaMelo Mm. Ball. But you know what? Mm, Scrumptious. I'm saying, again, we're going to go for the straight calories. We're going for this cheesecake right there, which is the Miles Um, Bridges dunk, which is the dunk of the year. um, Miles played well last night. Five of seven from the field, hit a couple of three pointers. The one three. was a big one. Yeah, he did. But, you know, PJ missed it as well. Uh, you're, you're certainly not holding that against Miles for missing a three and PJ for missing a three at the end of this one. Miles did play well, only had the one turnover, and there was a couple of nice passes from him finishing with three assists. You know, uh, Miles has been so good this season, and I, as it's no uh, no secret to anyone, I was more down on Miles Bridges than a lot of different Hornets fans. He's kind of polarizing, right? Like what Hornets fans think of him, and I was certainly one that wasn't in favor of him. 
But man, Miles is protecting the rim. I, that That's the thing to me, too. Like, I, we'll get back to the dunk. I'm sorry. I, I want to eat the cheesecake, too. I just want to mention this. Yeah, no, no, you're hopping all over and you're not focusing on the most important play of the game. I, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to say one thing about Miles Bridges because I'm still praising him. I'm telling you, man, that small ball lineup where you have PJ and Miles in at the five and the four, those guys defending the rim. That's becoming a thing. PJ had a couple of moments here and there defensively that I didn't love. I, I I like his instincts and he had a huge block at the end of this game to give them a chance on Chris Boucher. Yes. I mean, how about that yes. block at the end? We even saw this in the first quarter. I, he's only going to get better in my eyes, Nada. And not only that, Miles is, is showing you really good rim protection too. And when you're talking about a team that's small and you have both of those guys in the game that can actually account and make up for some of the lack of size by their ability to defend the rim, get up in the air. That's a huge thing for both of those guys to have that in their bag. That's huge. Now I'll go back to the cheesecake. As you mentioned it, that dunk was crazy. He absolutely pounded that ball in his back and then dunked all over Chris Boucher, yelled at him and then went on the other end of the court. Great feed from LaMelo better dunk from miles. Is that number one? Is that the best dunk of miles bridges career? Not I want to say yes, but at the same time, there's that Hawks dunk. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's 1A, and, and I hate doing this typical sports radio trope, but it's 1A oh, me. and 1B. Like, I really, yeah. like, it. I can't pick between those. And the funny thing is, like, I know people saw the, um, the NBA compilation that missed, because there are a couple of those tap dunks that the NBA missed when they did the best dunks of Miles' career compilation. And I'm like, wait, the Pelicans game was just last week, and he got funky on a couple of dudes, especially in the tap, <laughs> especially on the tap dunk ones. Like, there are things that people are clearly missing here that I must have either been like tripping or I might my, I might have been like dreaming or something like that because there are three strong dunks from that game alone that should have been on this compilation. Miles Bridges is fun, man. It, it's so much fun to have a guy like that that will dunk on you. We haven't had that in quite a while. He he just knows what he's doing more right now. I mean, the guy is just so damn decisive and he's pulling that trigger from three and he's making that decision quick to drive and he's making that decision quick to rotate better. I, I just I'm glad that he's getting it. And I'll I'll be the first one to say that, you know, I was I was not high on him and I don't know. I still don't put him above PJ as a prospect. You certainly don't put him above LaMelo as a prospect, but I, I definitely Love what we're getting from Miles Bridges. And and man, I'm, I'm with you with that Hawks dunk. That's what I put. And the other thing about that Hawks dunk is the fact that he went with the Vince Carter rev because he was playing against yes. Vince Carter in that moment, which you got to love the ode to a great and also kind of just a playful banter. Got to love the celebration after that. But hitting his back like that last night in a key moment, by the way. I mean, that was one that had to keep them in this game. The assist from the third overall pick. Really fun to see what we got from Miles. Real quick, let's go to another first-round pick. PJ's starting to get yeah, it, he uh, He's starting to get better, and you see him offensively. Got to the rim a lot last night. Um, how about the one three-pointer that he hit? He only took three. Hit the one that was off of a, a sweet two-man game between him and LaMelo. LaMelo had an excellent pass back over his head. Something ridiculous that he does, but does it frequently. And, and PJ was actually getting to the rim quite well. Seven of 14 from the field. Uh, he had not been hitting well at the rim at all this year. 
his percentage wasn't very good. You saw that game against the Hawks. He was starting to play well. He was the Sprite player of the game against Dallas, even if the percentage wasn't very good and no one played well. He certainly played well in this one, got to the foul line, hit five of six free throws, had a couple of blocks, including the huge block at the end of this one, 11 rebounds to I, I, PJ, he's starting to pick up where he left off last year and even more so. I, I'm excited about what we're getting from PJ now. It's been PJ a little PJ is PJ's in shape. I think that's the key to all of this. PJ is in shape. PJ took a lot of film work. I think he could do the film. Like, I think the first couple of weeks were the mind was ahead of the, where the body was. And that was just simply PJ not being in shape. Now we're seeing him start to play make off the dribble, which is something he couldn't do last year. Now we're seeing him do a lot more on the block, which is something he couldn't do last year. The only thing that you ever worry about with PJ, unfortunately, is the rebounding. But even then, I think that's more of a, unfortunately, I think the small ball lineup's got to be more of a side thing than an actual main thing. I don't think PJ can survive, unfortunately, as a small ball center maybe till his late 20 uh, late 20s early 30s but for what he's doing right now he's playing some of the best ball he's playing that ball that should have gotten him all rookie first team last year that's how good he's playing right now and that's i think what borrego expected when borrego called him out to start the season yeah and you're still seeing him slow on with his perimeter defense, there was a couple times he didn't move his feet well. Um, and you know, that that's hopefully going to correct itself. But and even maybe there was this one play that you got to see Aaron Baines come in from the baseline dunk. PJ bit. I believe that was Kyle Lowry. I forget who drove, but PJ leaves Baines to help. He leaves his feet. I think seeking a block to try to help. And then there's just the dish pass to Aaron Baines. And I, I think you'd rather just cover Baines and allow whoever drove in with the contested tough shot close by um, and maybe just not leave Baines as late as, or as quickly as he did. But, you know, he's getting it. He, he's playing better. And I'm excited to see what's coming his way, what's coming Miles Bridges way. So those are both good performances that we saw from them against the Raptors. Let's get to the backcourt, kind of focus on the front court a little bit more there. Let's focus on the backcourt coming up next. The last segment of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I love leftovers, by the way. Huge leftover guy. Oh man, dinner, dinner for lunch. I love that. Leftover dinner, swing it into a lunch, maybe even to a breakfast if you're feeling goosey. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Koslov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcast. That's a really fun podcast. They get guys that you don't necessarily think of, and then they put it out there, and they have some really interesting clip with one of the things they do get personal with, which is my favorite type of interview, mm. personally. Rejecting the Screen is a good one. Make sure you check that one out um, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's get to the backcourt, Nada. And I think Devontae Graham is someone that also deserves some attention for what he did. So still not a great percentage. Five of 15 from the field. Um, We saw him two games ago actually do a pretty good job with inside the three-point line and not shoot all that well from the three-point line. You look at what he did here, it's the exact opposite. Had five shots go in from the perimeter of the 12 that he took, a good percentage, but zero made two-point field goals. 
on uh, three two-point field goals attempted, and he didn't get to the free throw line. I just wish that Devontae could put together a complete game like that. Yeah. And I and I even and, and just real quick and I'm I'm leaving this game liking what I got from Devontae. You know, like if he's gonna give me five of twelve from three, then good. I, there were a lot of turnovers from him. You know, that was a little uncharacteristic to see him get his cookies taken from him. Um, but I, I do like Devontae getting the five of twelve three point game. I just want the overall, wow, he really was an offensive juggernaut like we even saw a few times in the first half. What did you make of Devontae's performance and how you would judge I it? I would judge it as another inconsistent, like he had a half-decent floor game, but he leaves a little bit to desire. And last last night was the closest thing we saw to old Devontae. Couldn't finish within the paint, but could hit a whole bunch of threes and expand the floor for the defense. And honestly... For this team, that's what they need. They need as many floor spacers to allow guys to penetrate. Because if you're going to do the three-guard lineup with LaMelo, Devontae, and Terry, you're going to need the floor spacers for LaMelo's inconsistent jump shot and allow guys to operate. So I like what I saw. I wish there was a real complete game. But for right now, I understand why there's not, you know? Yeah, sure. You know, his plus minus was the best of anyone on the team. It was plus 15. Actually, Miles Bridges comes in at plus 14, just a tick below. But we all, you know, three point shooting can, you know, really affect the plus minus for a lot of these guys that come into the game. And, and it's really weird. And when you've got, um, you know, it's just that's just how it is. And, you know, plus minus isn't really indicative, but it does go to show. I guess my point being is that even when we went back to his Raptor earlier this week, uh, Nada, not playing the Raptors, mm-hmm. but the the Raptor stat from five thirty eight, which is a plus minus based descriptive stat. Devonte Graham was a net positive, and even with his offensive struggles, he was only a minus point two. You look at him in the plus minus column again in this game, that holds true, a plus fifteen. Yet you watch him, and you're still having somewhat of the same problems. Yeah, I, I thought that game against Atlanta was the true good game from Devonte. Yeah. And, and and this contest against the Raptors, you know, that one contest, what we saw, I, I think that was kind of something that, you know, you, you, you take hit or miss. Yeah, but no, but it's just it's like the thing is, I am at the I'm at the point where Devonte, if we get a consistent game from him, it's a bonus now, unfortunately for him. I had I'm not saying I'm counting him out. But what I am saying is that, unfortunately, I cannot trust that he's going to give you a consistent performance. But there was something that I saw from and a friend of, again, listener of the show, Lazarus Jackson, who does the Detroit podcast for uh, SB Nation, pointed this out. Despite the Hornets being the 23rd ranked offense in the league, the the number that really is interesting to me is that Devontae Graham is still 13th in assists. So he's drawing blood from a stone, literally, in terms of floor game. So I think that's something as a little bit of perspective in terms of his floor game. So I'm waiting for the more complete games to show up. But until then, I can at least know that I, I you can trust him to move the ball, hit a couple of threes. And if he gives you anything, in the um, paint, Lamello yo, was awesome in the fourth quarter off. last night, hit a couple of threes, too, that were big. And how about the first he half? Was. You see him, I, I, I tweeted that out. He was in his bag. I mean, that guy was making a bunch of really good reads, passing the ball. I think he had, was it eight assists before they went to the locker room? Maybe it was just seven. Still, he 
Yeah, he was racking them I up. I think it was seven. Had a yeah. few steals in this one, too. Uh, LaMelo, we talked about it, and you even got there before I did. Maybe just like a game or two, Nada, where you're just like, yeah, I, I'm to the point where I actually expect some good performances from LaMelo. And I'm I'm kind of with you. He's just legit at this point. I mean, look, there are going to be problems shooting. Um, yeah. You know, I, I still worry about that jump shot, how consistent that's going to be. He's shown that he can hit it. And he hit a couple of three-pointers last night, which is awesome. I, I'm not as worried about the jump shot as I used to be. You know, shooting numbers can fluctuate. I, it still doesn't prohibit me from saying, this dude is totally legit. And I love having him on my team. He's awesome. That dunk was fun last night. He came in and... Um, from a long distance, yeah, so like I, you could see that ball bouncing towards him. So I don't know if I want to say it was out of nowhere, but it was still a long distance for him to go get that basketball and then come in and slam it. So that was really cool. And then we'll give our love to Terry Rozier, 10 of 16, only two, three pointers last night, eight of his field goals were inside yeah. the three point arc. Nada. I mean, he was hitting ridiculous shots at the rim last night and that's not his game. He, he's been doing better at that this season. But some of the bad shots you might say he's taking, they're going in. And they're going in at a much more frequent rate. This guy's shooting 48% from the field. He's also shooting close to 44% from three. We're getting in, 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 in just stupid Terry Rozier shooting numbers right now. And he's that much better than he was last year. It's crazy how good he's gotten at this right now. And the funny thing is the defenses are not, you know, one thing you're noticing, defenses are intentionally chasing Terry Rozier off the line. So what does he do? He has a counter. He has an incredible layup package right now to where he's going to finish at the rim at a ridiculous rate because obviously he picked up some of this from Kyrie. Like the body control that this man has when he's going to the rack is quite honestly amazing. And it's a reminder that, hey, guys, if you were down on Terry Rozier last year, you shouldn't have been. He keeps doing stuff that keeps saying, I told you so, I told you so. And the, the development of of Terry Rozier into what he is now is another highlight to a guy like Jay Hernandez, Nick Friedman, a bunch of that coaching staff, Ronald Norad as well. Like a lot of this goes back to that coaching staff and basically training these guys on what they can do and, fo and not, fo not necessarily focusing on what they can't do. They've done a really good job with that coaching staff of basically highlighting a lot of strengths and negating a bunch of the weaknesses on this team that thus far. And there is no better example of that than Terry right, that wraps up this edition. Thanks again for supporting the show. We always appreciate it. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan rejecting the screen, really any show on the network. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. <laughs>